everyone and welcome back to episode 38 of the gamify everything podcast we cover all things metaverse blockchain web3 and beyond i'm your host monica miller and i hope everyone out there is having a great week last week we chatted with felipe Pereira, the ceo of crowdclass a team who are developing a platform that is changing the game of online learning be sure to catch last week's episode on any of your podcast platforms or on gamify's socials Today, we'll be chatting with Marissa Lamb, the head of marketing and communications of OliveX, a company that is creating and incubating gamified fitness experiences on the blockchain. Welcome to the Gamify Everything podcast, Marissa. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here today. I understand um, you're tuning in today from Hong Kong. That's correct. Yeah, late night over there. We got about 12 hour difference. So thank you so much for your time um, and joining us today. I'm really excited to hear about what OliveX is doing. Um, as someone who is on a fitness journey themselves and looking for some additional ways to um, get fit. Didn't even think about, you know, there's a fitness metaverse that is being built. I saw you guys on LinkedIn and I had to learn more. So um, Marissa, I'm really, really grateful that you're here today and would love to hear a little bit about your journey of how you arrived to all of X and on the blockchain. Pleasure. So thanks again for having me. Um, so I guess quickly about how I landed myself at all of X. Um, I actually want to say it's a very interesting journey, but actually not. So um, I've always been in tech communications for over 10 years. And, you know, back then, you know, the the usual terms that we've always used is like AI, big data, cloud. And imagine 10 years back. um, And the usual reaction is actually very similar to what people would give me nowadays when I say blockchain and metaverse. And that's usually a death stare, um, (laughs) very cold nod. Or it's just like, you know, you know, they go, okay, but it's deep inside, you know, they're thinking like, oh, whatever, like, this is not going to stay. So I'm, I'm very used to that kind of a reaction um, when I was doing uh, communications back then. So now when blockchain is really here, I feel like maybe this is my next challenge or next calling. Like, you know, I, I'm very used to this, this trend. And um, I just feel like it's something that I do really want to jump onto next. So that's how I landed in um, OliveX. Um, personally, I'm very into fitness. So I've always been an ex-athlete in the cross. Um, so staying active has always been my thing. And, you know, when you're always doing hardcore training, the only thing that you've had in your head is like how to make this fun. So everything about all of yeah. it just really clicked. And now that they're on the Metaverse, I'm like, okay, this is definitely my next the next gig. Um, and I guess, you know, you mentioned about all of X being gamified fitness experience. Um, that That is still the very core of what we do. Um, a lot of people get really thrown off by the word Metaverse. But actually just think of, you know, let's, let's, skip all of those extra to, to us or to me i think they're they're more like an extra layer of experience enhancement that you get um but back to the core is basically making exercise fun and that's really what all of x does yeah uh, making exercise fun is always a challenge because it can <clears throat> it's all about that consistency you go in you pick up the weights you put them back down you go run on the track it's like it can be a very cyclical routine thing and um, some folks don't respond as well to that and other folks do. Um, so how can we engage those folks who 
don't see the fun in it. And they're just like, oh, I'm just like kind of chipping away here. So I'm really curious about the major vision of all of X and how you plan to accomplish gamifying the fitness experience, you know, how someone can kind of be in competition with themselves or others as they progress through their journey. As our vision, all of X really do want to bring on board 1 billion people through gamified fitness to blockchain. And I think we have a huge potential in doing that because the fitness community is just so large. Yeah. Um, back to what we really try to do to start with. Um, so we have built our own Move to Earn series, which is called Das Land. So we have a runner game. Um, very soon we'll have a rider game. So the idea is Das Land is actually a very, very um, creative and, and, a, and a story with so much depth that we've built which is also a game environment. Um, mm. So hopefully from there, um, the, the future could be we can plug in any workout games into the Deathland series because as long as you have that audio adventure going or, or, or a narrative going, anything can actually fit in. So back to your point, like how do you bring on different audience to, you know, to do this fitness metaphor? So I think one way is to make it accessible. So we start with a running game and then a rider game and the move to end concept, I think by now everyone will be very familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but one spin that we do want to put in is like, Move to earn currently, I feel like would have a bad connotation to the word itself. Um, but actually, you know, if you think about it, the idea of rewarding people for exercise has always long been there, like from insurers, banks. So it's actually not really a new concept, but only the fact that if it starts to get too much or when the token, you know, or the reward balance start to tip, then people start to join the game for different reasons. And that's where projects, I feel, really have to be in control of what they are here for their core values and and how do you really then make sure the audience that you attract and the narrative that you really drive home with really goes back to making exercise fun i think that is a very very important question it's actually one of the most popular that i get asked recently about you know do you think move to nc this day and you know is is this kind of fair market affecting you honestly to us it just feel the same as when we started like six months ago because nothing has changed um in terms of what we think in our vision so that's one way of, of, of thinking of our fitness metaphors. But then also we, um, on Sandbox, we're still we're building out our 12 by 12 land, which is then another virtual fitness playground. And that's where we really try to help different brands. It doesn't have to be fitness brands. It could be mm. hospitality, insurers, um, banks again, finance, um, anything you can name. Um, any brands that are interested in metaphors and maybe would have health and fitness at heart they're more than welcome to join us because we've got the space, we've got the community. Um, it's just about how the different brands want to use the metaphors for their own objective. So for some people, it could be a virtual storefront, but for some, if we work with entertainment companies, they actually want a um, entertainment zone or they want to do concerts, but with a spin or twist related to fitness. So it's actually very flexible in terms of how people should make use of blockchain technology to then create that experience for different users. So um, I guess the last sentence that I really want to share or last point I really want to share is I think fitness metaphors, one of the perceptions people think, oh, it's only for the, the good. Like it's only for people who are who want to stay active. Actually, in fact, no, the whole reason of why we want to lower all these barriers and make it fun is so that people who may not have been active as, as they wished or they needed a bit of, of a nudge and encouragement um, you know, it really gives them the reason to join and be part of this community. Yeah. So it's making everything accessible. Um, I think it's the key in 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 making every you know, making this a successful case study. Really, 
Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. You know, growing up, I was super unattached to fitness myself because accessibility to information, right? I didn't really have that available to me. I didn't have that um, community. So it's really awesome that you're kind of filling that gap for many others who I'm sure have that experience. But one thing that you said um, kind of tipped off a light in my head. We've talked on the podcast about play to earn. We've talked about learn to earn. Yes, uh, last week. And today we're talking about move to earn. I'm really curious about one of the hardest things when it comes to developing fitness stuff is um, accountability. How do you hold, especially virtually, accountability among your cohort? And I would really love to hear a little bit more um, about this move to earn concept and how you are rewarding um, your players um, through the games like Dustlin Runner um, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Love to. And and again, back to that, I feel like currently there's so many um, negative press or bad connotation around move to earn. And I think that's purely because people don't understand the concept behind it. Or when, you know, projects were trying to recruit their early players, the narrative that may, they might have gone after, um, where they give out a lot of rewards at the beginning, might have tipped up a few people or have them attracted to the game with different purpose. Um, but actually, you know, using Olivex as an example, obviously we're multi-games, uh, one token, multi-games, multi-platforms. So again, like, you know, the, the word metaverse was the top search word last year. And to me, in my own Google, like search kind of history, to me, utility is actually the second word that I probably have searched most. It's just like metaverse, utility, blockchain utility. Because what does utility mean? It doesn't necessarily have to be monetary value. Like the fact that we sell NFT, yeah, obviously you need to pay a few bucks. You need to pay some money to get your NFT. But that NFT has utility beyond just making sure that, let's say you use 10 USD dollars to buy, that you earn tenfold of that. That is not the, that would never be a healthy economy that we want to encourage or build um an example is we call ourselves all ex well uh, fitness metaphors right and i think it's a no-brainer that for people who are part of our community on top of reward what they should be getting is resources to how they build a good uh, active lifestyle so what could that be that could really be any specialist in fitness uh, trainers um physio nutritionists Basically, all the side things that would help create a lifestyle um, habits, active lifestyle habits, they should also still be part of the experience or offerings that we give on top of rewards and, and game gamified experience. And, and to that, like you make your in real life experience as well as in real life benefits that would really contribute back to the player. Um, and to some, they, they might have feel like we've gone off a bit, but actually to me, everything ties back together. If we want to look at the game itself, right? Typically, um, you know, what have really worked in, in gaming is we've saw that RPG games have always done really well, like long, long time. And their whole concept is always about owning something, customizing something. And we bring that whole concept back to our games. Nothing has changed. It's still, you know, core game loop. You need to make it fun. So this, this would never go away. So RPG Elements is actually a very strong pillar um, in terms of our game vision. Um, uh, same as uh, the narrative, which which is our you know the fan story and the way we tell the storytelling um, approach, and so you know back to how we you, you mentioned accountability, but more to us is how do you attract players to the game that are in here for the right reasons? And yeah. I think back to you know the the pillars I've told you about. If we make our game good, um, we encourage players to come in if you do x you get y but the y could be your gear upgrades your stats performance so i think a lot of people start to forget if you're in blockchain games you don't have 
you know, you don't have to design a game as per what a traditional game would do. I think if you come in with that approach, that would probably be in the wrong start for you already if you want to be in the game gamified field. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely a lot going on there. And I want to dive a little bit more into Dustland Runner itself. Are you able to talk a little bit more about the game? This You keep mentioning the story. And now I, I'm kind of like into as someone who gets into their anime and gets attached to the characters and all that stuff. I want to hear a little bit about the story and how, um, how you found that to be um, engaging your audience and what, if you can describe in words, I know we can't really show it here on the podcast, especially for the audio, but what is that experience like for the player? Um, would you mind diving in a little bit more about that? Sure. So Desan is actually built in a post-apocalyptic time. Okay. So when um, the world is you know, about to end, we run out of resources. So there's actually a sustainability message somewhat behind that. Um, so the players, we call them dust caps. Basically, as soon as you plug in, you get played this audio story where you are the, one of the runners, but then we have a group of characters who you have to run with to fight for resources so that you stay alive. So mm-hmm. in a nutshell, that's, that is the plot. Um, but the efforts that the team has gone in to build this game environment is so much more than um, that. And I think Runner will be the first reputation of Dustland um, because it's the first game that we launched. But actually, Dustland Riders, where you see it 3D. So you would then be able to kind of see the game if you play both games together. Um, so that's obviously, obviously one one thing about it. Um, so you know, in terms of the, the experience, um, and I think... There are a lot of things that we can do with it. Um, with running, for example, we obviously currently have, have the GPS option. So when you run, um, you know, GPS based on distance or based on um, pace, just imagine what things we could add into the game experience. It could be about um, you know, chased, you chased by something, etc. cetera. Um, and if we then be able to integrate different um, uh, smart devices where your motions, your heart rates, other things could be integrated to the game. I think that's going to really help create an immersive experience. Yeah, like your Fitbit tracker or like a, a, your Apple Watch, syncing that up. Yeah, yeah. and, and just really imagine cool. like if you're running down a, an alley and, and, you know, if you're 100 meters away from something, let's say that's supposed to be your target, you get told by, you know, you hear it on the audio and be like, hey, you're 100 meters away from blah. That, that would already create a real world as well as a game world kind of integration. And that's where really the immersive experience is. Um, and which you've actually reminded me on this point, a lot of players obviously are very excited with the different blockchain games that are coming out. But I think the expectation of it has completely surpassed a uh, standard, you know, a, a game coming out from a game studio would be like, because they would think, you know, tomorrow you would have a complete perfect game. But no, like, Exactly. Blockchain works so it's so new for everyone. A lot of the game studios would take years to build out a perfect to them a perfect game before they even drop a teaser or launch. But because of the pace of Web three, I think I feel like everyone's been pushed kind of launch something to show, and that's the beauty of Web three. You grow together, so you need players who are willing to do that with you. Obviously, you're going to get trolls somewhere. You would get bad bad feedback somewhere but just take them all on board and be gracious of the feedback if you're the project owner and just improve on that um but you know going back to to um game development for us we've been gone what six months to us it's definitely at alpha stage and we are super welcome um to our community in terms of if you have bug tell us like bug reports tell us we want to know about these things um and 
any improvements, new features, like literally want to grow our game with the community. Absolutely. Yeah, that's been an integral piece of a lot of the conversations I've had is that community piece. And I've poked and prodded with a few of other interviewees about like, is there anything physical that you can show visual? And it's just like, we're not there yet. And it's, 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 it's all right. Uh, but it's just like, man, I get to think about what this looks like in my head. And I'm sure like for many others building these expectations and then, uh, you know, you kind of get there and you're like, I don't no. know, do, are, are we at this technology level yet? Can we produce like what we have? And um, I think, you know, it's just yeah. a, a lot of trial and error, but um, the, yeah. the vision is there. One, yeah, and actually one principle for our team is we cannot be afraid to fail, mm-hmm. um, but we just have to fail fast and never repeat that mistake again. And I think that is a very important cheesy, but a very important principle that you really have to hold on to because, you know, for example, if you if you try to do a, a NFT drop campaign, some somewhere something is bound to go wrong and you have to be prepared for that. And then just to make sure... You explain to the community why this happened. We've done a retro. We think this is where it went wrong. And you prevent that from happening next time. And that's where you build your trust and credibility with the community. Yeah, absolutely. You show them that you're listening to them instead of being like, well, I'm going to do this <laughs> instead. Yeah. But- very funny on that point. Sometimes if you go, you know, when like sometimes when the team is so focused on getting, let's say, a release out by the end of the month, um, we go really quiet on Discord. People yeah. start to question where has the team gone? Like, have they ghosted us? Like, um, and then they start to speculate all these different like um, theories. And we're like, guys, guys, we're here. We've just gone for like a week. Um, we're working. <laughs> we're, just trying to, we're just trying to put our heads together and then to make sure something would work for you. Uh, so just give us some room. So I think that's that's the kind of frank or collaborative spirit that you really have to build with your yeah. community. Yeah, absolutely. You want them a part of it. You want to make sure you're building something that they're going to enjoy right yeah absolutely um so you mentioned a little bit before your google search history utility metaverse metaverse utility and i would love to talk a little bit more about is it the dose token or dose how do you how do you right. yeah, okay yeah, i would love to hear a little bit more about it yeah, so, okay sweet yeah um, and how dose- it like works yeah go ahead sorry <laughs> so, no, no. Uh, so dose token is actually acronym for four happy chemicals you would get from um, exercising. Um, I feel like a test now. So it's dopamine and dorphin, D-O-S-E. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's Do- it. Dopamine? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm here. I got you. <laughs> I'm going red. So it's all the four happy chemicals that you get from exercise. Um, and okay. and that's, we feel like that's probably, well, not probably, that is the best reputation of why those clever our whole fitness metaphors and back to utility um again we're not single game so one tokens actually go across different platforms and therefore we're not limited by one game um and we also set a limited supply of tokens that we will put into the game um so for dosan there'll be a max supplies of what this reward pool will be like for the game um which therefore will not affect you know if we have other allocation for the tokens that's like for marketing for for, for investors etc etc those are kind of untouched. Um, and I think, you know, back to the beauty of having multi-games and multi-platforms, that really helped drive the um, interoperability of where this token could actually go. Obviously, the, the biggest goal for everyone, I think, would be to make sure that their NFT is also interoperable so that it jumps from, you know, it has one utility in its core game, but then with its partners, it also has other utility. This is definitely something that we are trying to work on. Um, 
be it within our um all of ecosystem or whether in our invested partners because to us we've invested in a couple of other um mutual end games in the market and the reason being is because we feel like there will never be one game that wins all and web3 is definitely about collaborating and to us at least from from our point of view like we never think we're cannibalizing any any other projects if we collaborate it's all about we tap into each user and you know each other users and they could come to Dustland, our, our uh, Dustland players could go to your game. So to us, there would always, always be mutual benefits that exceed whatever competition that people think. Um, so back to the point of utility um, for NFT. So one thing that would be great and, and you know, it, sometimes in a mind that we think of is imagine if you play, and this is hypothetically, um, as a hypothetical example, if you come and run, you earn and you got a, a yellow jersey, for example, um, which would let your stats or let you run faster. If you could then take this yellow jersey to our runner game and also have some utility, which is uh, upgrading gears or, mm. or changing character. And imagine if you could also then take that yellow jersey to our sandbox land which then other fitness brands could use. Maybe with this yellow jersey, you could join a concert with our fitness partners or with our entertainment partner. So one thing gives you so many access across platforms. And I think that's really what user wants because, yeah, each platform should have their own NFT. But at the end of the day, like what really gives it value is where they can use it. And, and to us, there's nothing more annoying than not trying to think of like loads of utilities for our UFP. Uh, for our, uh, um, uh, yeah, for for our items. Yeah, I, I really like that concept of like here. Uh, I'm gonna flash my yellow jersey. I'm getting into the club. I'm gonna bust it down with uh, tonight at the concert. That's a really cool concept yeah. that you can do that. Yeah, and you had mentioned a point about collaboration in the space. Also, um, there was a TechStars cohort that I was uh, talking with, and it was just a group of I don't know probably in the teams, companies in the blockchain, Web3 coming together to collaborate on projects. And, you know, I think you really hit the net, uh, head on the nail there or nail on the head, other way around. Um, and, you know, when you look at like the greater gaming um, space, you know, you kind of see the same sort style of game being reiterated from multiple studios. Um, you know, it's really interesting to see now on the other side, this collaboration instead of competition experience um, in the gaming world. And, Thank you for touching on that. I think that's really important in this space because I think we're all trying to come to that like one vision of like the decentralization and kind of build your own adventure, right? Um, so super cool. And even to us, like, we feel like if we could, because uh, going back to like Dustland, if since we're a um, audio adventure, imagine if we could do a uh, uh, kind of a cross collab episode with I don't know, name name a good game that we could bring on like imagine the power of that then the, the players from that game would really want to come in just to try out this experience or to have yeah. their character in, integrated in the game so we're like this is no-brainer why would we not want to do this so um collaborative is definitely our spirit yeah for sure um, now, I, I guess forward thinking, I do this in every episode, you know, putting on the fortune teller hack, getting the crystal ball out. I would love to hear a little bit more, Marissa, about what you think the future of uh, this fitness metaverse that you are um, taking a part in building out might look like five, 10 years on the line as we progress towards, I suppose, mainstream adoption of these sorts of technologies. Sure. So, I mean, we actually... 
six months ago or a few months ago, move to earn is the hype. Um, now we, you know, having learned from the, the market, um, we are now at a point where we think, hang on, like people should not move to earn. That three words together on its own just doesn't make sense. You don't want people to move to earn because that, that doesn't, the narrative is different. And then now currently we, we're mulling over like, okay, we should be move, move and earn because the two things should actually come together. But actually back to when I was sharing to you about Dasan Game Vision, it's always about owning additional assets or owning something that you, you, you got through the game by doing X or, or Y. So you, you, you grind through the game for something. So actually the concept that we have now is move and own. Mm. Um, but the team is like literally on a weekly basis we kind of think hey like you know are we on the are, are we on the right track has anything changed since since we last spoke um you know any new directional thinking or principles that we should inject to 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 our uh, model so this is actually very much a very realistic conversation that we have but you know if you ask me i don't i, I don't think i can ever think what 10 years could be because now six months feel like cat years yep I don't even know what years, whatever years we want to call it. It just feels like a long time. Um, and actually, I had a, a very, very good analogy um, when I first joined this industry is um, we all know that blockchain would take us to a destination. Uh, but we, would, we don't know what the stops would be. If you believe in this, just jump on the train and see where it'll take you. So whoever tries to predict or think what this destination will be, I bet 90% they'll be wrong. But I think what would always be right is um, in a year's time, everything would have evolved and changed um, for the better because everyone in Web3, it's so much about learning of what didn't work. Like mm -hmm. everyone is dying to learn from what project has worked and what hasn't. And I think that's a very interesting phenomenon to me because we all want to study the hell out of, you know, all these Twitter threads, why this didn't work, why they got into trouble. Why isn't tokens drop so hard? Like, and, and there's so many collective efforts in trying to do a lesson for everyone to learn and be better. And I think that is really why I'm still in, in this industry and really want to learn because I don't think you can get it anywhere else. Um, so I guess maybe move and own is my best bet. Um, if all of us continue to move towards the vision that we want to, maybe that's where um, for us, uh, at least the fitness metaphors, maybe that's where we would be. Um, but regardless, I'm sure we would have changed like, you know, probably by next week, something else might have come up. So, yeah, yeah, you're right, though. Six months feels kind of like six years in this space. Uh, <laughs> this is my my third month having conversations. And I feel like I have taken several steps up this incredibly large mountain in understanding blockchain and Web3. But I've been grateful, you know, to be able to learn among all of these different conversations about Again, everybody building something a little bit different, but that core value, that core space of like that decentralization, that coming together, that unity is really what brings me um, brings me here. So really awesome that you're able to touch on that. Thank you. But um, Marissa, we are kind of coming towards the end of our interview here. So I would love to just open up to hear anything else that you'd like to talk about all of X, any new projects that you have coming down the pipeline that maybe you'd like to tease out how to find you on socials, how to engage on your Discord, all of that is fair game. Cool. So I think since you touched on Discord, I think I'll just take the time to do that. Um, you know how I was saying the narrative of Move to Earn has really gone or it has really grown with 
certain reputation and perceptions. And one way that I really want to refocus our community and to do that uh, as a company um, uh, commitment and effort, we'll be refocusing our Discord where we will be providing a lot more fitness-related content um, and resources that are available. And again, like back to utility, um, we obviously NFT is one thing, but people love just being on Discord, like doing different activities, getting points. So we'll start a point system where people, you know, if you get to a rage, you get access to certain exclusive specialists, um, trainers, and whatnot. So everything ties back to makes exercise fun and we just help you build it so this is one kind of campaign that we'll definitely be doing um, for discord very soon and hopefully with that we think we're trying to make fitness accessible to all um not only is going to be running riding um it could be hiit it could be rowing it could be any sports that you name it if you come join us i bet you'll find one of the things that you want to stick on and and just enjoy it yeah, that's sometimes the hardest part is finding that exercise that you actually enjoy. You know, you try it's like a big trial and error, but um, it sounds like you are offering a breadth of options. So, yeah, awesome. Well, Marissa, thank you once again for your time today. Everyone, be sure to check out all of X online and see all the incredible things that are unfolding. Next week, we will be back on the Gamify Everything podcast with episode 39. But until then, <laughs> see you around. Bye, everybody.